Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Uh, good morning, Matt. Uh, yes, uh, my name is Mitford Mundell. I'm the CEO of Theta Gold Mines. We are ASX listed uh, company, um, about uh, market cap of about uh, 100 million Aussie dollars now. Uh, and uh, basically, we control our own gold field in, in uh, the eastern Transvaal of South Africa um, with uh, about um, 62,000 hectares uh, under our mining rights. Um, and uh, we have a great growth story to talk about over the next five years. Brilliant. Medford, lovely to see you again. I think we saw you back in the middle of May, so keen to get an update from you. Now, the, the problem that you guys are suffering from is the lots of promise early days and not a lot of delivery now i know you're new and we did talk about some of your plans and the change of plans uh back in may and it might be worth just one reiterating those and then if you don't mind give me an update and see what have you done since may yeah look i mean um the, the company has changed uh, sort of uh, ownership and direction over the last 10 years a few times um and you know, from, from my perspective, uh, I came in um, just over a year ago um, and and I sort of approached it, you know, with some caution as well, you know, and, and it was really to see um, what it is that, uh, you know, that, that we have, the fundamentals. And um, it was with great excitement in the end that I made the decision to, to join. Um, because like investors would be looking at the promises of the past, I, I did the same. Um, so so we, we had took a very practical approach and, uh, and, and, that's, and that's really, um, you know, it's not, not playing with a, you know, with a share market or anything. What's in the ground? What do we have that we can exploit? So, so there was 6 million ounces that everyone now knows about it's been said over and over uh as you say the market wants to know whether we can actually extract those six million ounces and that's exactly what uh, what we'll be doing so so it's understandable that there's some some caution out there and that's also reflected in the share price uh that that in itself uh, now creates the opportunity for for investors so um so we have a pre-feasibility study that, uh, that we spoke about last time. That is busy up, uh, upgraded now um, to, to a definitive study, making good progress there. And added to that, there's, there's a, that's based on, on three mines that, uh, that's, that we will you know, incorporate in the, in the sort of starting project. Um, a fourth mine is now being um, brought in, Richfontaine Mine, which is uh, just uh, further south from from the other three uh, in the town of Sabi, and um, so we'll be bringing in uh, some of those resources uh, into the reserve as well, um, and we'll be probably making an announcement towards the end of the year. The definitive study will be completed um, first quarter of 2022, um, and that will enable us to then raise the actual project capital. Um, we've secured about 10 million, just over 10 million Australian dollars uh, of funding now to take us through this um, uh, sort of uh, bridging period. 
Um, and with that money, we are we started now. I'm very excited. Um, just came back from site this week. Um, started uh, drilling, doing trial mining uh, at Frankfurt Mine, and that that will be representative of the mining method that we will be utilizing. Um, over most of the mines. Um, very favorable ground conditions, lots of access points, um, and, um, and a mechanized mining method, long haul mining method that, that enable us to reduce dilution drastically. Um, a much safer method, uh, and, and it, it is it's just um, you know, one of the things that, that allows us today to mine where where the old timers, you know, couldn't, you know, so the technology um, is there and the economics are there. Um, so we, we, we sit on a, on a high-grade resource. Um, in the old days, in those mines, they, you know, as I think as everyone knows by now, this, the, these mines were started about 130 years ago. In those days, they had pay limits of 18 grams a ton and higher, and that's, you know, that's where they stop. So these uh, mines are pre-developed um, and we make money with our cost structure, we'll be making money at, at two grams a ton and even less than that. Um, our All these sustaining costs will be in the region of $800 an ounce. So it really makes us very robust against, uh, against the, any gold price. Um, this, uh, on the pre-feasibility study, um, the numbers at, at the current gold price, Less than a year payback, uh, MPV of uh, around $100 million. Uh, a life of mine of, of uh, almost eight years. And that's just a starting project. Um, and I think, you know, we, I like to talk about all the upside potential because, um, you know, I'm so excited about it. But I know what investors want to hear is us executing now this first phase, getting into production. Um, and um, so that will be the focus. Although on the side, we are bringing in, doing other work. We're doing, um, actually now starting a sampling campaign at uh, our beta mine in the southern section. It hasn't been incorporated in the, in the resource. You walk into, into that mine for kilometers. And um, so all we need to do is to go and sample it. And then we'll bring it into the resource we know. We know what the, the values are, but but it's you know to make it to you know sort of compliant, and we'll be doing that. So there's these things that will happen on the side, and so we'll grow the resource concurrently with developing this first phase mine. Okay, great. Thank, thanks for the fulsome response. Um, let, let's talk about the phrase you used at the beginning. You said you know you you want to talk about a, this growth story here, and you can understand, and I think you, you've intimated that you understand the markets. Um, reluctance to listen to you when you say that because it's it's been a long journey to this point. Six million ounces, as you say, has been bounced around the market for a long, long time. When we spoke last time, you talked about having changed the plan. You've come in, you've changed the plan. We were, we were talking about open pit, and you were talking about underground. And you know there there is a PFS. You're working towards a DFS. I mean, how how are you managing the, that change of strategy in terms of the scoping studies? Doesn't that isn't that going to slow things down? Yeah, look, I mean, the, 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 we've completed the, the feasibility of the open gas project. We decided to move on to the underground because the economics, you know, as good as it was for the, for the open cost, the economics of the, of the underground is better. Um, utilizing um, 
limited, limited capacity in terms of plant and tailings as a starting point. You'd rather feed higher grade, um, get more gold out. So, so it, it was a bit of a, a slowdown. It was a bit of a reset, but necessary. And, and um, uh, you know, we will be in production probably now a year later than what we would have been if we stuck with a, with an open pit. But it's the right thing for shareholders, the right thing for the company. It's, it's, it's the best starting position. The open class will come in at, at the right time. Um, as we grow capacity, uh, treatment capacity, and, and tailings capacity. Um, but initially, we certainly know that this was the right Okay, so you, 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 you delay things by about a year. So, so again, that's, that's never a good message to put into the marketplace, but you think economically it makes the most sense for the company and therefore the shareholders. Um, what, what does it say to potential funders? When you get a DFS done, you're going to be having conversations with funders about... Um, coming into this this project, they've seen a succession of delays and change of decision making al- along the way. What does that say to funders about the management's capacity to you know to make the right decision? Well, I can tell you that we're not waiting to speak to the funders. We're speaking to them, and they're very excited. Now, they we need to be at the point um, for them to to fund. Obviously, we don't. Um, for the project capital um, and raising raising at the current share price um, equity is not that clever. So so we we need to do this upfront work to get to a position where we can enable the funders to to project fund the the, the project and um, and you know at the at, without diluting um, our current shareholders too much. So um, we are talking to them. They're very excited. They are. Especially um, happy with the change of direction in terms of management, because because we, you know, as a company, um, you know, needed some sort of underground um, experience that is a bit lacking in the past. So it's a team of asset optimization specialists, people that's been very successful, you know, solid track records in companies like Omni. And that, you know, that's what the investors want to see, and they are seeing it, and that's why they are excited. We're talking about lo- local financiers, African finance financing here, because I, 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 if it is, I've been in terms of the terms of structure that you potentially want. Is it just going to be a classic equity debt split? Or is there something more clever there where, like, as you point out, raising at this price is not so clever. The, the share price is, you know, it's really come off this year. Yes. No, there's, there are a lot of conversations happening in South Africa as well now with, um, with investors here. Um, some, some prominent uh, uh, investors that we're having discussions with, a lot of interest. So pr- prominent, prominent meaning not institutional? Or prominent meaning just the the the, um, the big African banks. Yeah, you know, some some we're having institutional conversations as well, um, but um, yeah. So there's various sort of uh, conversations happening. The excitement's there. It will send out a positive message, um, obviously, if uh, South Africans invest in South Africa. Um, and that uh, that we um, we believe is going to happen. So you're an ASX company, an African asset that. African CEO. There have been some changes back in Australia. We've also seen a lot of admin happening back in Australia. Can we expect to see uh, maybe coming onto the JSE 
or some other kind of movement because you're getting no love back in Australia. There's no conversation on any of the chat rooms about this project. What are you going to do about it? Look, I mean, the conversations will obviously get better as we get into first gold. There are also uh, sort of early gold uh, uh, plans that, uh, that, that we have that we um, sort of in advance uh, discussions about, um, which uh, I wouldn't talk about now, but I mean, any early gold will make the world of difference. Um, ASX um, listing is, is um, a big discussion point, you know, uh, internally at the moment. You know, we we assessing the pros and cons of that. Mm. There's certainly more liquidity if you if you look at some of our peers that's the ASX listed and um, and uh, JSE, and they're finding good liquidity in in on the JSE. So. It, uh, it's certainly something that we're considering potentially. Okay, and there's also been a few, like I say, I mentioned Rob's, I think Rob's left. Um, was that the case of the GNA is too heavy or he just didn't have the right skill sets or was there, was there a falling out? What was the rationale behind that? No, no, there's no falling out. No, Rob Rob um, actually moved um, off uh, about a year ago already as, as a, an executive director. So he, he, um, he was a non-exec for, for about a year. And um, and it's uh, yeah, it was just a it was just a sort of a mutual decision at the, in the end. Okay, fine. Let's go back to this funding then. Obviously, it gets you through to the, does it get you through to completion of the DFS? Did you say? Yeah. So we'll um, so we're doing so the trial mining that we started this week now. Um, so we started drilling two days ago. Very exciting. Um, and uh, so I was there with the team on the ground, and uh, it was. Uh, yeah, it was it was quite a. I think, you know, as I said to them as well, they this this they're making history, and that feeds into. And we're not even using in the trial mining. We're not even using the, the sort of state of the art machines that we're going to use in the actual mining method. We're using sort of less uh, technology technologically advanced uh, drills and so on. And already, just in the first while we were standing there, first holes of the drill. Um, it is, um, you know, it's, we know the mining methods going to work, so it's more a trial of, of seeing hole sizes and, and powder factors and, you know, to get the blasting right and so on. And that feeds into the, the definitive study, which we will then um, uh, publish uh, in the first quarter of next year. Right, okay, okay. So, and um, I mean, just, just again, remind us of these sorts of grades that you, you were aiming for underground again. So it was sort of around four grams, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. But... We carry around uh, for, for, for an half ground. Right. So and, five and a half grams done in the end. Right. And, and, then, and the scale of this, and maybe just again remind, I saw the ASIC, you're talking about the ASIC of 800, but what, is that, what does that profile look like? Obviously, you can optimize this thing over time. So, wh- wh- maybe just run through some of the numbers and timing. So, when do you expect s- subject to funding happening at a reasonable lick uh, to start pouring gold? What's that ramp up uh, look like? Because again, we talked last time about moving from seventy thousand to one hundred and sixty thousand, and that, that you know that's going to take a bit of time. Yeah. So, so the, this first um, project, and um, you know, as I said earlier, you know, people people like the story of saying, "Oh, we're going to one hundred and sixty thousand ounces of Bernum," but they're saying, "Okay, well, nice story. Show us the first phase." So, the first phase will take us. To peak production of about seventy thousand ounces per annum. Um, the the project um, has a life of almost eight years. 
it doesn't incorporate any of the inferred resources. So it's it's um, it's a it's not an optimized uh, study from that perspective. So it's really what you know the numbers show show basically almost a worst case of what what will happen. So so as I said earlier about the year payback um, from start from start of uh, gold production, um, it. Uh, it incorporates about 420,000 ounces um, of, uh, of, of out of the reserve. Um, the IRR is about 82%. Um, and uh, yeah, so so it's it's really it's incorporating. Well, it's incorporating beta mine, Frankfurt mine, and uh, CDM, which is an acronym for three small mines next to each other. Um, so and you know, and that's. And, and, and out of these three mines, it's not, it's not the full resource. It's uh, just a starting point. Now, and that, um, I think, uh, in terms of timing, um, if, if um, everything works according to plan, which we believe it will, we're doing a lot of stakeholder management at the moment, talking to government. Um, we actually have the community uh, representatives with us, when we do presentations and we talk to stakeholders, they're with us. They're not, they're not a stakeholder. They're actually part of our team because we're going to create, you know, in the end, thousands of direct and indirect jobs. So this is very significant um, in that area and to that community. And therefore, you know, our voice is being heard more loudly, you know, where, where it matters. So we will get our, our permits um, uh, next year, and and we, um, our plans is in, to be in, in in full production uh, um, in the beginning of 2023. Now that is excluding any sort of early gold things that um, that hopefully we can talk about uh, in the near future. Okay, so look, I think this is an expectation from investors. Given, say, you know, there's some very patient investors, some perhaps, you know, feel a little bit trapped at the moment because the, the growth component has not been obvious to them. There's an expectation that you will get the kind of the whole kind of EIA, the ESG, and all of that kind of social uh, license st stuff done. Their focus, and it seems to be certainly this question sent in to us, is when does this thing start showing that it can make money economically? So, you know, what are the things that you think are the most important? Obviously, the, the, the metallurgy. Um, you know, I think we talked about last time the economics. You've just given us a little bit of outline on, um, you know, and you you talked you well, you know, in terms of the return um, profile, you know, it looks quite good. You know, um, what are the things that you are really focused on um, that make it will make a difference between it definitely being twenty twenty three and slipping again? Yeah, look, I mean, the two biggest factors there is to get the the permitting. Now, permitting in South Africa is, you know, it's, a, it's probably a little bit more complex than, than in many countries. Why? Um, but, but to, well, it is, the timeline's uh, a bit longer. The, the, the sort of um, public participation processes is quite thorough. The, there's, there's, there's a lot of, you know, it's sort of boxes to tick, but you need to tick it, you know, with quality work. And that's our focus. We've got a very, very strong team of specialists involved in the permitting process. And we're talking proactively, proactively to the decision makers. So by the time we submit 
um, uh, engineering design for waste management, for instance. We've already had the conversations with the decision makers where we know that they, you know, it, it's really then just a formality. Now, some of these things didn't happen exactly like that in the past. So, so being thorough in the sort of proactive work that needs to be done with the permitting, and then you follow the timeline. So the timeline's a little bit long, but um, we are in conversation as well with, with, with government because the president actually, um, in, in, in an attempt to attract investment to mining, a year ago, he announced that they will reduce the timelines by 50%. So, so we are talking to government now, and and they're willing. You know, it's just it, it's sometimes just a more capacity issue inside government that prevents uh, those things from happening. But the, but the intention is there, and the support is there. So, so it's really so. That's the one thing: permitting, being proactive, doing it thoroughly, and and then we'll we'll get it. So we have we have no hesitation really about the permitting. The other thing is then obviously investment. So. Um, while the permitting process is still ongoing, um, we need to give investors enough for them to say, okay, they can pull the trigger for project funding, um, even while the permitting is not in it, you know, finally concluded, but they need enough, and, and we believe we'll be able to give them that, plus the definitive study. So the, give them a definitive study that they have confidence in, in terms of the technical solution, the techno-economic solution, um, give them um, comfort about the permitting, and um, you know, and then we can start. We can start building. So, can I come back to an earlier question, which I think we kind of skirted around a bit. We got distracted. Which was, is there any kind of unusual uh, structure, i.e., like a, a um, financial structure, to what you can do with the financing, which will not dilute shareholders? You know, yes. is is are the, your funders because they. They're African and possibly South African. Um, they're aware of what, what's going on in the country, that you can get a bigger debt package compared to the, the usual debt equity ratios or some other kind of you know, asset-based lending rather than you know, dilutory at, 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 at company level? Yes, no, there are, there are various um, potentials, uh, um, Sort of funding mechanisms that that we're looking at. I mean, there's there's a you know discussions about royalties. There's you know there's um, we obviously want to to do the right thing for the shareholders in the end. And if if the share price, and I believe I believe showing, especially if we get into the first goal early on, which is outside of this project, you know that would certainly start to move the share price. And then you know equity raise becomes you know becomes uh, more viable again. So, so it depends on the time where the share price is, but the appetite for 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 project funding is certainly there, and we are in advanced conversations about that. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.